You are now listening to Bodies by Design Radio with trainer Fred and Coach Donovan, where we talk about all things fitness, nutrition, and the mindset of how it all applies to your busy life. For more, head over to bbdforlife.com. Hey, hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Bodies by Design Radio. I'm Coach Donovan here with Trainer Fred. And uh, we have a really good episode for you today. Before we get to that episode, I want to make sure that you haven't missed anything that we've put out so far. Uh, We've done a series really on how to survive through the holidays. And uh, just going to recap real quick. So if you need to go back and listen to any of these powerful episodes that we've done, you can do that. So in episode three, we talked about the we gave you a holiday survival guide. In this episode, we talked about how most people get stressed out, they overeat, they overspend, and they fall out of all the routines that have worked for them all year long. The holidays just seem to make everything fall apart. So if you've ever had this happen to you, go back and listen to episode three and listen to the solutions that we give you to these holiday issues. Then in episode number four, we provided you the power of one. And there's one thing that's holding you back from achieving the results that you want. And without this one thing, you're going to continue going through the cycles that you're probably experiencing right now. Uh, You want to know what that one thing is? Then definitely go back and check out episode number four. Then we carried on to episode five. This was a powerful one. We gave you the holiday math you've never learned about. So if you've ever find yourself gaining weight during the holidays, then you're going to want to check out this episode because we break down why holiday weight gain happens. And then provide you with a uh, simple and powerful math formula that will make sure that you don't gain this weight. And it's, it's math that you never thought about. So go back and listen to that episode if you have ever been in a position where you gained weight during the holidays and want to know a simple reason why. And then episode number six was how to pick the right fitness program. This is the time of year when people get really serious about improving their health and their bodies. It feels different than last year. Uh, The problem with most people is they just repeat the same stuff they did the year before that didn't work for them, right? Because they feel like, oh, they're serious now and they're going to do something about it. So maybe you've gone through that yourself. In episode six, we provided you with a blueprint on how to pick the right fitness program that's actually going to work for you. And there's there's a series of questions that you need to ask before you decide on any program at all. So if you have any fitness goals for 2020, You want to definitely go back and listen to episode number six so you don't get sucked into any of the trendy fitness that you hear about that's not going to work for you. So that brings us here to episode number seven. And uh, I think we're going to do some more math in this episode. Yep, we are. So in this episode, what you're going to get is uh, another blueprint that will teach you how you can afford to invest in yourself. And maybe some things you haven't thought about that are keeping you blocked because um, money hasn't been thought about a certain way. So Fred is going to carry this episode and break this down for us so we can all understand better of how to invest in ourselves. Absolutely. I think when it comes to anything, at the end of the day, we always ask what, how much is it? So it's really important. And I think, uh, you know, money is a very sensitive subject that a lot of people don't talk about. And it's unfortunate because it can derail their life and, or it could make their life so much better. 
money isn't everything and but it does help it does help open up options it does help with an opportunity for you to have freedom with an opportunity for you to be charitable and an opportunity to really take care of yourself and you know not a lot of one not a lot of people want to talk about money because they just seem to have an allergy to it you know to making it to spending it to saving sure. it to to i mean it's a very sensitive subject and i think the reason it's so sensitive and it's so important for us to talk about this is because we just have never gotten the foundation of how to deal with money how to save money how to invest in yourself like where should you spread your money if you bring it into your house right so if the concept is making it and just spending it it's it's a that that's a pretty bad concept right mm-hmm. so and the easiest of all and, of them. And, and and it is because you you have it in your hand and then you're like i got to do something and you just burn through it and it's really hard to run a family that way it's really hard to invest that way it's really hard to invest in yourself so why is it that we're talking about money well money is the number one reason at the end of the day when someone decides they're going to invest in themselves when it comes to taking care of their health and their fitness and no matter what the program is all they want to know is how much is the money and what we know is that expensive is again like people run away from expensive and they're looking for a deal or they're you know they want to they want the cheapest thing or the most valuable thing but what we don't realize is that cheap is very expensive and it costs you so much money at the end of the day because whenever you go cheap with something, you're going to basically end up going back to the original thing that you were looking at. So you end up buying the cheap product, doesn't work for you, whatever it may be. And then you just go back to saying, you know what, we should have gone with this from the beginning. So you almost spend double. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what's happening in our industry. And, in, and you know, in, in our 18 years, we've had many people in our offices to where they have cried. They have told us about emotional stories. They told us how much they wanted to change. And then as soon as the money conversation starts, it's like they backpedal out of the door. Because again, they just don't see the value in that. They just look at that as another expense on their uh, credit card. You know, it's like, and they just don't want that, right? But there's something that we've been working with several clients and um, it's worked really well to open up their eyes on where the money is actually going. And this applies to you, yes. The person that's actually like listening to this person to this podcast, this applies exactly to you. And keeping yourself accountable financially is a tough thing because it's a secretive thing. You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to really show it. When your statements come in, you can just shred it. It's not like you just talk about it over dinner, how much money you make and how much money you spend. Mm. It's a pretty secretive thing. And um, and it should be. It should be your it should be a, a private deal. You know, you shouldn't be walking around telling people how much money you make or how much you spend. Can't stand those people anyways. So what does that have to do with fitness? What does that have to do with coaching? Mm -hmm. What does that have to do with personal training? What does that have to do with picking a program? Well, let's talk about what's really costing you. And um, especially at this time of the year, you you know, Donovan, it's everybody is looking for that program. They're looking for, you know, the, the, the new gym that they can go to, they're price shopping, they're looking at the lowest cost programs, they're looking at the deals, they're looking at low entry barriers, anything that they can basically feel like that they can win. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, I got this, you won't believe how much I got this for. Right. So it's a genius plan by the, the, the big box gyms sure. because what, it, what happens is they bring you in at a low cost barrier, 
the the cost is low 20 bucks 30 bucks 50 bucks i mean some high end gyms are like 100 150 dollars a month whatever and um they're ju- they're hoping that you don't come as often right and the reason for it is uh, a couple of years back uh, and i think i mentioned this in a previous episode I-, I was interviewed by a magazine and they wanted to know what our secret was about retaining our clients and that's a whole nother podcast but the 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 part of the article that got me was that out of the 100% of the big box gyms, only about like 1% to 6% went three times a week, which was astonishing to me because what it's telling me is like 94%, anywhere from 90, 90, 99 to 94% of the people that have gym memberships that are $20 or $30 or $40 are literally carrying the books of all these big places. Because it's not that much. It's only 20, 30 bucks. So yeah. you, don't, you don't seem like it's that much, right? Yeah. But that's, that's the genius plan, and that's what they're banking on right now. Sure. But we want to go deeper into this. It's not about gym memberships. What is it that's stopping you from getting a very high-level coaching program like Bodies by Design or you know, other programs that are around town that are, that, are, that are phenomenal too? But what is it that's stopping you? The number one thing is cost. And I know we've seen that in the office too. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's, it's one of the number one levels um, of the highest resistance. And, uh, and it's, it's fair because I think the mindset of how money affects us is kind of adopted from a very young age sure. for a lot of people. Um, and that, that, def- that determines the relationship of the money. But when you start talking about, when you start really thinking about what the results are worth to you, what feeling better is worth to you, what your health is worth. And then you start weighing that against all the other options that you have in life that you're spending money on. You start to gain perspective. And I think, you know, through the rest of this episode, that's going to become more clear. Sure. And, you know, everyone thinks that personal training or high level coaching is it, it belongs to high income individuals or families or rich and the famous. That's basically what they think. Because mm. as soon as the word personal trainer or a fitness program or anything comes along, you're like, well, that's definitely going to cost more than a gym membership. I'd rather just go pay 20 bucks and I'll have $5 million worth of equipment under my feet than to actually get coaching and be accountable from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because they're just looking at the bottom line. Right. And then years after years after years after years passes by and then you, you realize nothing has been done. And we've seen that so many times for the, with the people that have stuck with our programs. They're actually in better shape in their 50s and 60s than they were in their 30s when they first came into our program. So what's keeping most people from having the best in their lives? It's the trap that's been really set up for us many years before we even had jobs or even had money. Uh, it's the habits that we learn from our parents, our friends, our society, and like ridiculous amount of advertising that bombard us like on a daily basis. Once you understand what these numbers are actually costing you, it'll really open up your eyes and really help you kind of see what you're missing out in your life as far as your time, your health, your wealth, and the high quality of life and how you are actually specifically contributing to a society that's over 70% obese and has a major health crisis but there's three industries that don't really want to tell you about this which is the food industry the technology industry and the medical industry especially pharmaceutical because think about it 
if they entice you to go eat out all the time, it's very easy, it's very delicious, but you also know that's the type of food that's very high in fat, low in nutrients, not all of them, but at the same time, it's expensive. And we're gonna get into those numbers here in a second. The technology industry loves you because you can sit down, you don't move, right? And you're basically taking up all of that, uh, taking up all of the technology that's coming towards you, your laptops, your phones, you know, your earbuds, your music, whatever. They're just trying to, again, grab your attention. Well, if you combine the one and the two, <laughs> which is your, you know, eating out all the time, not having good health, not exercising, spending a lot of money, and being behind your technology, not moving as much, you're basically kind of trapped in this cycle of like a lot of calories in, not a lot of movement, a lot of money going out. Because nobody wants to have a cheap phone. Nobody has cheap laptops. Nobody has the cheap, you know, everybody wants the latest and the greatest. Yeah, yeah. That's why the iPhone comes out with a new iPhone every single year. And they beat the hell out of us to go get it. Right? But who's benefiting from this the most is the medical industry and the pharmaceutical industry. Because what happens is you've been taught to be lazy. Don't move around. Use this technology. Get that instant gratification. But grab some food. Grab some food. And then what happens? Over time, you start gaining weight or start, you know, you can get diabetes, you can have heart disease, you can have whatever issue that you make. Like, do you remember that? The restless leg syndrome. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, maybe that's a real thing. I don't know if it is or not, right? But they're just coming up with anything that you can possibly just go to your doctor and just say, my back hurts, here's a muscle relaxer. Instead of saying, um, hey, uh, Mr. You know, Mr. Doe, you're, uh, you're actually fat. You need to lose some weight. Like we need more doctors to just actually come up and just say that. We need to say okay. you need to you you need to do you need to stop coming over here for medication and go do something about yeah. it. Yeah. When is the last time you worked out three right. days a week? But it's so yeah. easy for us to say that, right? It's easy for us to say that because for somebody that has not have had that level of discipline in their life, they just can't turn it on and just go do it. Right? So well, they're not they're not being told that either. That's what right. you're just getting at. They're not nobody's telling them like this is your solution. They're being given other solutions that fit the way that they're living right exactly. now, which is, it's, it's tragedy. And again, we're not, we're, I don't want to get on like a negative Nancy spiel too. You know, it's like, it's everybody else's fault. It's not everybody else's fault. It's just the reality. This is exactly mm -hmm. what's happening to our country. And if you really look at it, that's, you know, if you look at all the pharmaceutical companies, if you look at all the food industry and the technology, they have the biggest buildings, they have the most employees, they have the most money. Apple actually has more money in cash than the Treasury of the United States of America. Mm. That, that's that, that's unbelievable. Out of dollars. That, that's unbelievable, right? So now we're starting to get into the numbers and the, the habitual things we talked about is what's actually kind of keeping us back. So one thing I want you to listen to very carefully is that numbers never lie, but we lie to ourselves about numbers we see and justify them all the time. The expenses on your credit card, your state of health, your time. You basically say, hey, I'm, I'm taking my wife out to eat or I'm eating lunch with my friends or I'm doing, there's always some kind of a justification on why we're out there, right? But we really, we really wanna really focus on one thing. Is the whole eating out that really I feel like is, it's got such an instant gratification because you don't have to prep, you don't have to cook, you can just go somewhere and you can be served. The food tastes good, but again, you're paying for it. Unfortunately, what we don't realize is 
the amount of money that we're spending on a regular basis. So what I want to do here is I'm going to visually show you guys, um, if you get a chance to watch this video, how this, these numbers are broken down. And if you're not watching this, this will be very easy to digest. This is not hardcore math. So what we did is we basically broke some numbers down of, and, and these are very modest numbers. These are not numbers that, um, that may not even be close to what some people are actually spending. But let's just take, a, let's take an individual that is not married. Um, you know, let's say he's single or she's single. And this individual is going to go out to eat four times a week. All right. And we know that's not happening for most people. Most people are eating way, way more, especially single people. So four times a week. Let's say this person averages $15 every time he or she goes out to eat. You know, it could be just a small meal, but I haven't seen anything under $15 with a drink. If you multiply that $15 times four days a week, you basically get $60 a week. Now, that doesn't seem like much, but just stay with me here. This person also grabs, let's say, Starbucks coffee four times a week at $5, right? But sometimes we know how those Starbucks bills come out to like $10, $15 when you get the, those specialty drinks, but we're going to just stay at $5. And then that comes out to about $20 a week, right? Now, we're not talking about any other expenses. We're not talking about any other ridiculous expenses that just kind of fall out of our pockets. We're just specifically talking about food. This week right here is about $80 per week that this individual is spending eating out and very modest four times a week, coffee or drinks four times a week. Now, if you multiply this $80, so you have $80 times 52 weeks, because that's how many weeks are in a year, right? Let's say this is a habitual thing that happens on a weekly basis. It equals to $4,160. Yes, you heard that, pro you heard that correctly. $4,160. If you break that down into a monthly cost, that monthly cost, the $4,160 divided by 12, what you're going to get is $346.66. There you have the numbers for someone single with a job eating out four times a week at not very fancy schmancy restaurants because it's only $15 at a time and maybe getting a couple of coffees here and there four times a week at $5 average. This individual is spending $4,160 a year, $346 a month. Now, this is not counting your regular grocery bills that you're purchasing at like your HEB or Whole Foods or whatnot. This is just going out to eat. Those are some astonishing numbers for a single person because if that person eliminates this and eats at home or takes their lunch and takes their own coffee, they literally can have $4,000 extra a year 
And how much can you spend in your fitness when that actually happens? You can have a personal trainer. You can have a gym membership. You can get a massage therapist. You can do all kinds of stuff and really kind of set yourself up health-wise and still have some money left over. Now, let's talk about what it would actually cost a family, right? Because we love to take our families out. I like to take my family out, but we have traditions, we have places, and we have things that we do that are very specific. Now, with family, let's use the same exact numbers. Let's say this is a small family like mine, two kids, and we go to a very like an average restaurant, not, again, nothing too fancy schmancy, four times a week, right? Let's say the average, and we know this is not ever the cost, let's say the average is $40. So the average is $40 four times a week. Now, let's say this family likes to get like smoothies and drinks or coffee same th- same formula as the last guy that was single five uh, about fifteen dollars four times a week just fifteen dollars total right Now, again, we're using really, really, really modest numbers, right? So if, if this family is, is eating out at $40 four times a week, that's $160 a month. $160 a month. And then with drinks and coffees and stuff like that, you're looking at about another $60 a month. Now, together, now we have what? We have $220 per month that's just going out on eating out and maybe coffees and and smoothies and drinks. You take this $220, I'm sorry, not a month, a week. You have $220 a week that's going out. You multiply this right here. So let's do 220. Let's do 220 times 52. You're looking at 11,000 $440. Yep, you heard me right. $11,440. You divide this number by 12 months to get the monthly cost, and you're talking about $953.33. There you have it. Now, folks, I don't know about you, and I don't know about your spending habits, but I could definitely use $11,440, and how many trips can my family go on? How many places can we go and have and create experiences 
Um, can I get a personal trainer? Can I get an amazing program? Could I get a nutritionist? Could I get a psychologist? Whatever it is, what kind of whatever kind of health that you help you would actually need. The money is right there. If we actually took the time, and again, this is not counting our grocery bill. This is not counting our grocery bill for a family. This is not going to HEB and dropping $250, $300 at a time. Okay? So, and I'm not saying going out to eat is bad. And I'm not saying grabbing a coffee with a friend is bad. But even if that was cut in half, even if that was cutting half, like if you just, let's say you take, you know, the total that we talked about, which is 11,440, and you just cut that in half for the following year, you would have an extra $5,720. That's still a ridiculous amount of money that is being going to restaurants, and that's why there's so many of them opening up. They know that you're coming. They know that you're coming. So I challenged a couple of my clients. One of my clients that was actually a diabetic a long time ago, um, she told me that she was spending about $700 a month on her diabetic medication. But then when we broke down how much money they were spending a year on eating out and basically delivering food and coffee and whatever it is that we're doing, they were spending about $20,000 just on the food. So it, it just made no sense to me. I just looked at her in the eye and I said, you are spending $20,000 eating out which is contributing to you now having diabetes, you're 70, 80 pounds, uh, 70, 70, 80 pounds overweight, and you're looking at me and you're telling me that you can't afford our program. And I told her, you're absolutely right. There is absolutely no way you could afford this program. I don't even care how, and this was a high income individual. And guess what happened? She went home, she pulled the statement out, and she looked at it, talked to her husband, and in, a, in one year, she was down 60 pounds. She was no longer diabetic. She had cut her eating out at, at least by, you know, three-fourths. And they had saved so much money that they actually took a trip to Europe for, I think it was three weeks. And did all the things that they thought, you know, that, that they've always wanted to do. But they've always said that money was an issue. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what these numbers actually really tell us is that money is not the issue. It's the habitual things that we do over and over and over and not think that it's a big deal is an issue. Again, I'm not against eating out because I love taking my, wife's, my wife out uh, on, on a date. Sure. I love taking my kids out so we can, uh, we can have fun eating out at restaurants. I want them to have that experience. But I also don't want them to think that that's the only option that they have when they start making money to where they feel hungry, they just drive through somewhere. They want a coffee, they just drive through a Starbucks. You know, that is just a very poor way of showing our children that this is the way of life. And then what happens is when they gain weight, when they, their self-confidence is low, guess what happens? That bleeds into their childhood and then they teach their kids that as well. So I think it's our responsibility to really look at this and the solution to what we're talking about is this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to challenge whoever that's listening to this podcast, because we're coming to the end of the year, we only have, I think, 20 days left to the end of the year. Pull out your credit card statements, the end of the year statement, and look at to see how much money you spend eating out. Because it's really hard to see it whenever you're only spending $20 
or $15 because you just say to yourself, what? It's only $10. It's only $15. It's only $20. Mm-hmm. You don't see the effect that it could have, the compounding effect that it could have. If if someone, you know, let, let's say they don't change their, their, their weight and each year they're spending $11,440 with their family eating out. Well, if you did that over a 15-year period, that's $171,600 that you've contributed to the fast food industry and just the restaurant industry. That's a lot of money, folks. You could be investing that into yourself. You could be investing that into uh, real estate, into the stock market, into your retirement, into taking trips with your family, having experiences that will have long-lasting memories for yourself and your kids instead of chowing down at a Chili's one more time just because you were too lazy to cook. Or people's excuse sometimes is what? I don't know how to cook. Folks, those excuses are no longer valid because we have what's called Google and we have what's called YouTube. And if you have any will or any desire to learn absolutely anything in this world, it is at your fingertips. The excuses of not knowing and someone not showing up to your house to teach you is, is, is just no longer valid. So now let's bring this all back and, and, and talk about how this is affecting your health. Well, it's affecting your health because the food that you're putting inside your body is definitely not probably the healthiest thing for you because you really don't know what kind of ingredients they used, what kind of fats they use, and how many calories you're actually consuming each time. And if you go look at the menus, my God. You know, I think the FDA has required people to put the calories next to the foods that they serve. Mm. There's nothing under a thousand calories on most of these menus. Sure. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So a regular person that may eat out two times, you know, two times a day and then go home and have a dinner, they could, they could have consumed at least four to 7,000 calories and not even know it. And then what does that happen? Those calories don't just disappear. They got to go somewhere. And that's where that slow weight gain continuously happens. And then when you want to do something about it and don't change your financial ways and try to hire a high-end personal trainer or a high-end facility and a facility that's result-based that, again, it's not a gym membership, it's not affordable. You cannot do that. There has to be a money shift. You don't have to make more money. There has to be a money shift. So basically what you're doing is you're reallocating that money. If you're already spending $11,440 a year, cut that in half, spend that half on health, spend that health on good food, spend that health on a coach that can guide you on a better path, how to exercise, what to do, and create a, a new habit of you taking care of yourself. And then what you're going to see is that you're going to see less of your time in restaurants, less of your time eating at eating eating out, drinking Starbucks and having high calorie foods and more actually taking care of yourself. So, I hope this math kind of opened your eyes about where your money may be going, but you may be in denial and you may not want to look at it. So again, I reiterate the challenge. Pull out your year-end statement, sit down with your spouse or with yourself, And really look at what did you spend your money on this past year. And look at where do you think you can reallocate some of that money to put back in for your health. This way, when it comes to your health, there is never an objection as far as when it comes to cost, 
It's you just having to now finding the right program that fits you best because money is no longer an issue because you're not just spending it at restaurants and Starbucks. And I'm not picking on Starbucks. It's just the most popular one that everybody drives through. Yeah. Man, there you go. That's uh, another powerful episode that has some math that really only works if you do something about it, right? So now, you know, we've done what we could to put the knowledge out there. If you're listening to this, the most important thing that you can do is to take action on this information that Fred just gave you so that you can really see for yourself that this is truth. Um, Without that, it's just another way to maybe avoid the truth. If you just kind of glance over this information and keep doing what you were doing, then you'll, you'll keep getting what you always got. But if you just take a little bit of time, like Fred said, then you'll get to see the truth about these numbers that he talked about. It is. And the last point that I want to make that it's not fair for you to go and work so hard for yourself and for your family and to take your hard earned money and purchase something that's going to have a negative effect over a long period of time. It's just not fair to you. So you have to love yourself enough to be able to look at this situation and tell yourself that you don't have a money issue or a money problem. You have a habitual issue. And once you break those habits, then what will happen is you'll be able to actually find the money to do the things that you want to do. You know, this is a fitness, fitness and health podcast, and we want to focus on that. And we feel like having a coach and having a community that can really cradle you and, and take you to the next level is absolutely an investment in your life. The people that have done it at our facility have changed their life. They have changed their attitude. They've changed their ways about their doing things. But it takes time. And it takes another person that is emotionally not involved with you to be able to tell you the truth and help you along this path. So I hope you guys are inspired to kind of look at your money because, again, it's a sensitive thing. Nobody really wants to talk about it. But look at it, reallocate it, invest in yourself because you will be a happier, healthier, and a more well-rounded human if you do so. We appreciate everybody listening to this episode. Hope it's been valuable for you. If so, please make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share this out. There's probably at least one other person in your life that could use this powerful information. And we depend on you to share this because this is something we do for free just to add value to you. So again, thank you for listening to this episode. And we'll see you next time on the BBD Radio Podcast. Peace out. For more from Bodies by Design, please head over to bbdforlife.com. If this show was valuable to you, please share it out. There's someone that needs this message right now. Also, please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. When you do this, it helps us climb the iTunes charts, reach more people, and impact the next life. We appreciate you tuning in, and we're committed to keep bringing you more great content that when applied, has the power to change your life.